Welcome to Imprisoned, Imprisoned. It's an other uh, prisoner podcast with all the articles. Hi, I'm Matt Comages. I guess I'll throw my last name out on this one. I, I said that for Mark Malik. Hi, I, I'm number 69. Yeehaw. Should that go with a cowboy squeal? Yeah. OK, good. <laughs> uh, today, how how's your, how's your chess game? Uh. I am decent. You know, I'm not going to make anybody feel bad with my chess playing, but, um, you know, I'm okay. Okay. Can you play chess with a rook? I mean, the rook is always in chess, right? Not when he gets off the chessboard and you have to deal with him as a person. So can I, are you asking me, can I play chess if the rook came to life and then was running around? Isn't that what happens in this episode of The Prisoner Checkmate? I'm not entirely convinced that any chess is in this episode. What? It's a game of the mind. It's like poker, right? I think it's sort of like someone explained chess to someone and then they just had everyone on a board yelling at each other. But they, I think what they were going for is sort of how in Alice in Wonderland, there are a bunch of cards, but there isn't really any <clears throat> card game happening. Yeah, that's just that cars did, yelling at each other. That did come to mind very quickly that there's a bit of an Alice in Wonderland vibe going on at that game at the beginning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I do know there's at some of the prisoner like get togethers. What's the word I'm looking for? Not conference convention. Excuse me. They do. Yeah, they, they do. do. They reenact the uh, chess game. Sorry, did I just steal some of your trivia? Nope. OK, good. I Tell was agreeing with you. Tell us the trivia that I did not steal then. Okay, trivia that Matt did not steal for the episode Checkmate. Don Chaffee is back to direct for the third time, including the pilot episode. He'll be back for one more episode after this one. This was the third episode produced. Uh, it was written by Gerald Kelsey. This is his only writing credit on The Prisoner. He had other TV writing credits for shows such as Steve Hunter, Trouble Merchant, and Mrs. Thursday. He would keep working in TV until 1986. The new number two is played by Peter Wingard. He was born to a French mother and English father who was, who was a member of the British diplomatic service. He was already an accomplished actor by this point, having acted in films like Night of the Eagle and Ordeal by Fire. The Rook is played by Ronald Radd, a British TV veteran who starred in series such as The United States Steel Hour and films like Ordeal by Fire and Upjumped a Swagman. How many D's in that last name? two yay Wait. no Wait. sorry yeah three three d's total but two in the last name yeah yeah yeah. i just want to make sure it's you know like noran rad right. like a silver surfer right yes exactly okay patricia jessel plays the psychiatrist she was born in hong kong but is still british obviously everyone's british in these shows in this show <laughs> she's an actress I'm who starred british. in yes everyone's british except for your hosts um, she's an actress who starred in films such as The Flesh is Weak and Beware of Children. This That's was her next advice. to last role. <laughs> this is her next to last role as she passed away in 1968. 
And finally, the queen was played by Rosalie Crutchley, a British actor who starred, started out at the Liverpool Playhouse doing plays. She would later go on to act in And Now the Screaming Starts and Whoever Slew Auntie Roo. None of these guest stars will appear on The Prisoner again. No, they all got imprisoned. That's the point of the show. They were replaced. <laughs> That's right. Wingard wasn't that one of the member of the Hellfire Club? Probably. I mean, he really looks like Dracula. Jason Windegard. That's it. He mind rapes Jean Grey. Mm. Yeah, that's in the comic books. That's the of comic course. book version, right? Okay. I don't think there was. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, yeah. So this one we got. Uh, oh yeah, I guess we'll do a quick summary. Number six is convinced to take part in a human chess game as the White Queen's Pawn, a game that's mostly incoherent yelling. The Rook, number 58, is taken to the hospital for evaluation. And number six goes to the hospital to observe. The Queen is then brainwashed into falling in love with number six so she can keep tabs on his location. Number six does his best to avoid her and ally himself with number 58 and other people who he believes are prisoners. They attempt an escape by using electronic parts to pretend they're in a crashed airplane, but it turns out that number 58 thought that number six was a guardian who was testing him all along. So he reported the escape to number two. Checkmate. Okay, I should be able to see that. And now the screaming begins. Okay. Sorry, that just seemed like a cue for you, you know? Okay. <laughs> So I, I did feel like this is the episode so far that certainly had like the most spy stuff. I guess that's a bit of a chess game. This to me was the most nonsensical episode so far. So for me, is that like spy stuff? Well, actually, I was thinking about oh. that. I, I For me, I felt like the last one was a little more nonsensical because we didn't figure out what happened at the end. And then we both felt stupid because of it. Where this one, I at least like, you know, followed it. <laughs> there is an ending. There is an ending that makes sense. There are things that happen that make sense, but overall it's kind of confusing. And I'm not entirely clear on, on how he finds a lot of the guys that he's working with or what they're doing. That's spy stuff, right? Spy stuff. Yeah. It's just so a, maybe it's just this modern thing where I feel like um, game metaphors don't usually work particularly well in fiction because what happens is either it's usually it's either dumb like oh well it's just like checkers i'll jump over the guy it's like the metaphor is either paper thin or it's uh in this case where it's sort of like really convoluted and what's everyone just, like uh, assuming every assuming they're right and being wrong about everything because we have number six basically learning from the rook like how to tell the prisoners and the and the uh guardians the, the wardens apart right this is true but then the the rook is, <laughs> so he uses that method but at the same time the rook used that method with number six and surmised that he's a guardian and or a warden and not a prisoner yes uh the rook really kind of screwed everything up in this but uh, someone had to oh yeah that and the mk ultra experiments of course mm -hmm. <laughs> that I mean, was like the uh the word association thing was very fun Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah, okay, if you want something that didn't make sense, it's that, because they're like, oh, we figured out your weakness <laughs> from word association. That... <laughs> well, it's like, that seems to be sort of the uh, the MO with all the uh, 
what do you call those the the guardians is that what they're <laughs> i don't know the people in the charge wardens extremely cocky and always just really into just being like ah he'll be fine let him go someone's like i want to remove his brain and then someone else is like no it's fine well if someone says i want to remove his brain being the voice of dissent doesn't seem like the worst thing <laughs> yeah but i mean how many people's brains have they removed by now probably like a hundred whose brain do you want to remove uh I don't know. Maybe someone on the Supreme Court. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, you had to give me a real answer there. Okay. <laughs> yes. So um, one thing I, I was noticing is, I guess, you know, the, the loss of agency, the Rook. So the, it's like his his little MK Ultra experiment. He basically gets, I don't know, confused, fogged up a little bit. Whereas the lady, uh, the queen, like, like in Twilight Zone, I just posted this week is you know loses her agency, which is kind of creepy. It's really interesting because we all know that Patrick McGowan insisted on no like love interests, so sometimes it really feels like he is really kind of getting off on that a love interest is kind of pursuing him, and he just screams at them and gets <laughs> tells them to get out. Oh yeah, he, he's the worst towards her because he's like it's. He's going sweet and sour, right? Thirty seconds like, sweet, thirty seconds sour. He's be he's being honest, but he seems super excited about being honest. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's fun to know you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, he's he, it was kind of the vibes of when someone wants to get back to you and you, someone wants to get back with you and you're really uh, not interested, mm. and you're just kind of going to be like, "Well, look who's back!" Except it's <laughs> everyone. Although I don't know how how far her manufactured love went because the one thing they were like never take off the locket and like as soon as he's like take off the locket she's like sure <laughs> I love how the locket just has a picture of him looking angry in it this <laughs> is so great <laughs> that's the only picture they have because it's not like you know he's under surveillance or anything <laughs> I yeah I love it it's just um. Yeah, it's like the more the series goes on, the more I just love him because he's having so much fun doing this. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have a bizarre picture of my wife in my wallet, so she's mm. making a stupid face, not a not an angry face, <laughs> but <laughs> it is a strange picture. So you know, that's pretty I, cool. I, I guess people do that. <laughs> it's irreplaceable. On, it is irreplaceable. It's on a Polaroid, I think. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, I just thought that was funny because they like make it really clear that that we do the keep the locket on, and that's just like instantly like goodbye locket, don't care. Even they're like, oh well, <laughs> it must not be working anymore. No, 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 she just gave it away. <laughs> that's another thing. Aside from just loving number six more and more, I love the just absolute scattershot insanity of everyone who runs this island. They're just like, I don't know. Uh, lo mind control locket, MK Ultra word association. They're just throwing stuff out, and then they really don't seem to care. And then yet they keep winning. They're, they're yeah. like, it's like watching someone play a play a first person game. shooter, and they're just like jumping off a cliff and killing someone with a shotgun, or a game of chess with a shotgun. Yeah, it's like they're playing a game of chess with a shotgun, like a uh, Shotgun King. You played that? No, I haven't. It's a new video game where 
Oh, see, so you said new video game. That's where we know I haven't oh. played it. Well, it's uh, basically you're just you're a king and you're alone on a chessboard and you have to kill all the other chess pieces with a shotgun. <laughs> but like, I turn based. Well, yeah, I mean, that, so I mean, number six is sort of mood swings, intentional mood swings. We should add is is his shotgun. Basically, you never know how he's going to respond to anything. Yeah, he's trying to outflank them by being unpredictable and weird, even though he is sort of doing the same thing over and over again. So he's stuck in a rut. I mean, he is stuck in a village, so I, that makes sense. But they, what they say in sand, he's trying the same thing over and over again. But and this week, he's trying to build a radio. That's true. There, Even though there was a radio, I mean, he got a radio. Was it last week or was it the week before last? Yeah, but that, he, they, someone just Already. gave him a radio and it didn't work, right? So now he's That's like... True. So now he's like, okay, well, I guess I need to build my own radio, and this 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 dude might help me with it. But the dude was actually thinking that he was, you know, doing a loyalty test or whatever. That's true, and also, they, they uh, he wasn't talking to anybody except for people on the island already, or yeah. village. Well, yeah, you really can't trust anyone because hey, maybe he could have trusted the queen, but then she got her her mind, you know, bleeped. So <laughs> that's true previous to that or maybe well i i guess they're not like you know like playing with the 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 people in charge's minds who is in charge anyway who's in charge of the island mark number one who is number one you are number six all right okay there we go that's a, that's a, that's how we think about this okay it's just <laughs> it's just chess chat it seems all right <laughs> i'd love i'd I do not remember if this happens in the series or not, but I'd love an explanation why number two is always different. Because they suck at their job or they get promoted. It's one of those two. I think it depends it just, on the episode you're watching. Is it just a middle management metaphor? I think so. Does this guy... Oh, so let's talk about Peter Wendegard. Does he get promoted? Uh, no, he just sort of... Well, he does cut, uh, chop some boards in a karate gi. That's true. I mean, and, but, you know, he actually, his game plays out, right? Pretty much just how he was planning. So, yeah, you know, win. maybe he's number one after this. Because it was at last, again, it was last week or two weeks ago where number two actually gets replaced before the end of the episode because they suck so much. That was, I think, two episodes yeah, that, ago. That I don't was, even that, think it was because they sucked. I think it was just like, I think they were just like, I have to go back to the home country. You take over number 58. Oh, well, okay, that's what that's what's happening then. So hmm? ev everyone gets a chance to be number two, except for Homer Simpson. That's true. The carbon rod gets to be number two, but not Homer Simpson, right? That's true. The carbon rod is going to be number two before the end of the series. That'd be a cool episode. Yeah, it'd be great if number two was like a panda or something. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> a, a tree. Hey, we still have what, like, uh, 12 or so episodes to go so maybe, maybe a tree will be a number two before we get to the end of this it's just number six screaming at a tree that'd be great <laughs> i mean he, <laughs> he kind of does that in every episode he screams at the trees anyway so <laughs> <laughs> so actually it might not be that different might not be that great i don't know <laughs> i guess we'll either never know or we will know let's see Sometimes you got to break the game. That's how that's how you win Pac-Man. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. I I really don't 
get why six really was like so in fact not infatuated but why he was so willing to follow the rook because he seemed pretty addle-brained the entire time especially after you know well maybe it's one of those things where that's just what he is trying this week is to trust somebody mm, maybe think- maybe he's like i'm just bored what am i gonna do today i mean you know i mean what what's the worst fate that happens with the end of this episode he gets smothered by rover again yeah i mean and he's still alive clearly right they've they've sort of demonstrated they're not going to kill him so it's that's uh not a great recipe for um having a guy not escape even though that might just be part of it if he tells them why they why he resigned do they kill him then not sure (laughs) or or do they lobotomize him then or yeah what because i mean it doesn't really seem you've already like disappeared someone from like the legit world right because even mm-hmm. a a prison a, a prisoner in the more realistic well or this could be the realistic sense of the word but generally you know people are like oh this guy he's in prison right he's in that one over there with all the bars and tall walls and stuff where this guy's just falling off the face of the earth you know well we don't normally imprison people to get information from them we normally imprison people to uh force them to pay money into the system yeah well, you got some like Guantanamo Bay, or, right? Or labor. They, they, they yeah. claim they're trying to get information. So so this is kind of like Guantanamo Bay, except that like nobody knows about it. Wow. You think Guantanamo Bay, they give everybody a number and they like confuse everybody and do, do MK Ultra stuff and then have a giant ball that smothers them? They probably have all that. Yeah. They just don't publicize it. You think, did, is Rover a metaphor for waterboarding? <laughs> was that a thing in the 60s i don't i mean i mean i'm, I mean, I'm sure someone knew the technique i'm betting that waterboarding is probably older than i don't know as old as cloth most of the medieval like, torture devices were actually like someone made it to say like the other guy is using this i i i hope i don't get in trouble for looking this up on the internet but <laughs> uh uh, it goes back. The you term waterboard torture appeared in press reports as early as 1976. So okay. it's like a 60s thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, but 76. So yeah, this this is. Oh, Spanish that. Inquisition used it. Mm. So yeah, it's old. It's real okay. old. I mean, I'm sure people. Well, I know people have done horrible things to other people, but you know, some of them were, were like propaganda sort of stuff. You know. I mean, you know, back in the day, there was like what the 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 iron pair or whatever. That, uh... well, that's what I'm saying. That sort of thing. I, I'm not sure that was actually used. I think that was actually like one king saying, "Hey, this other king's using this. He's so evil. Let's take him out." Yeah. That and then there sense. were. I mean, then you got someone like what Vlad the Impaler that probably did want to use the iron pair. So. <laughs> I bet Vlad the Impaler. I mean, I don't know. Vlad the Impaler was probably the most exaggerated <laughs> person in the history of the world because he probably impaled like a couple of dudes mm-hmm. i'm just guessing maybe not maybe yeah hey if it's a couple thousand you'd be yeah i i do know that I, I believe prince charles now owns his castle really yeah <laughs> do you do you imagine if like maybe like five thousand years from now people like dressed like Donald Trump on Halloween and like everyone thought that he'd like drank ate a bunch of babies or something. <laughs> he was like a like a universal like monster. Yeah. 
Trump will be Moloch someday. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, anybody could be Moloch, you know. That is true. You just have to, you know, like make an impression. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, I guess, unfortunately, we have all these like computers that record facts and things, but, you know, maybe it all gets wiped somehow. What, what's, what's this? The, there's the, the Flannery O'Connell short story where there's the war hero, but he's in the hospital and he turns out to be a complete prick. So they just end up like pushing him out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read that. That sounds great. That yeah, sounds yeah. delightful. Yeah, yeah, he's they're like because it's it, it, he's already in all the newspapers, so he's about to make his like media tour, and like, oh god, we can't have this guy like represent us as a country. <laughs> I feel like that would make a good Twilight Zone episode, but possibly it's too mean to be a Twilight Zone episode. It might be one somewhere. So yeah, <laughs> might be. I mean, that's the sort of thing that happens on a, on on this show as well, so it makes sense um, for sure. Is this the most, I, I guess, uh, you know, I like to bring up what is the mind game in this particular episode, right? So, chess. Well, yeah, okay, mind chess, but <laughs> I feel like we're, well, actually, I'm not sure. I, I was going to say, is no. this the most MK Ultra we've gotten in, in an episode? But I'm going to go, oh, the last one pretty much mm-hmm. went there, too. So I guess every episode does that. I guess that's why I like the show. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. I mean, it, yeah, it's, I, I don't feel like they did a whole lot to number six on this, but no he he, he actually he was like legit spying in this episode doing spy stuff you know like i I, he punched some dude in the crotch i think yeah (laughs) he definitely (laughs) fought some people there were there were there were probably like three or four different chase music oh yeah that that was fun of course that's Mm. yeah i saw um at, at work we have the staircase that has kids want to jump down it so we put like paper cranes there so they wouldn't do it but you know they eventually went and yesterday i just told the kids stop doing that jumping downstairs and then i'm at the computer and out corner of my eye i see him like land on the corner of the staircase like on his crotch so <laughs> that that was my reaction but then it turned out he was like crying for two hours so i guess it hurt he might have uh, castrated himself <laughs> well you know kids but, heal fast even their true. balls yes and i was like Dude, I told you not to do that three seconds ago, man. So it's hard to feel that. Sorry. <laughs> mm. I literally just told you not to do that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I did because that happened like a day or two ago. I just noticed that he punched someone in the crotch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just crotch on the mind. Plan or brute force. Crotch hurt. <laughs> crotch pain on the mind. Uh I do like you just okay let's try some brute force for a while now you know enough of this um subterfuge I guess so is that the thing did they want him to just like get get punchy and see how it goes I he think punches they just, everyone gets on the raft and then punches everyone on the boat right so if they want to erode his faith in general then it's like probably good just let him get a team together and then watch it fail horribly <laughs> If I ever lose my faith in Stank. It's like, imagine you play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and at the end, then all the turtles are like not turtles with you anymore. And then Shredder's like, they're my friends now because they think that you're not a turtle. What was I playing as? A fifth turtle? Yes. What's that turtle's name? Probably a frog or something or a rat. Like a a battle toad? I mean, there's, you know, that... 
that um that series i think especially the tv series but probably the comic too where they're just like what else can we have that's a mutant that's gross gecko sure it's a gecko gross alligator i mean scaly whatever green maybe scaly okay scaly things. and green there you go that's that's cool slimy like, scaly things i mean a turtle's not really gross is it like they don't usually do like cats or whatever Mm. yeah turtles different than a cat i I definitely i think i know that yeah but i don't think there was like a cat in that series right am i gonna like have to google list of teenage mutant ninja turtles characters um let's see (laughs) we got we had we had the brain krang was it krang yeah the brain and the robot yeah uh nope there's that that one there's that hockey player guy uh, I, I'm looking at the uh, Google search, and <laughs> the art for the characters is really all over the place. Like, there's what? CGI Michelangelo. Krang is like a weird robot thing. Shredder is the picture of Shredder from the cartoon. And then, like, the Irma picture is kind of looks like sexy fan art, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> And there's okay, Genghis Frog, which looks not only is it from the animated series, but it's incredibly poorly drawn. No cats. Uh, there's a robot cop. I guess it's like Robocop, but it's not called Robocop. The robot cop, right? Okay. It's called Rex One, but it's obviously a robot cop. They need a rover. Lord Drag. I don't know what the hell that even is. I seem to it's have like, a, like cicada. faint memories of these action figures because that was the whole point, right? Looks <laughs> awful, whatever <laughs> it is. It looks really crappy and it looks, oh, the ultimate opponent and main antagonist of the 1987 animated series. So that means they just came up with this guy when they just totally ran out of ideas after 10 years, probably. It's too bad this the prisoner didn't get to have like marketing. They could have made like a a village playset with a number six <laughs> with the number six uh, <laughs> figure and <laughs> you just and like a few yeah, villagers and and supply and, your own ball. And it's it's one of those um, subscription services. So every two weeks they send you a new number two, and you have to replace your number two, or the whole thing explodes. <sighs> oh, that sounds like. A- that sounds like uh, you shouldn't give anyone that idea because that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know how to how to um, fashion action figures, so you know that that can be someone's idea, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I search for the prisoner action figure and immediately says Kickstarter after it. So okay. Did it do? Oh, that's very recent too. August of last year. Are they going to send you a new number two every two weeks? Oh my god. You have to look this up. It's literally Rover is literally a white hacky sack. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel uh, like Rover should be made of rubber. Oh, they did it though. They did they did it. They backed it. It came it came to life. They okay. $210,000 of $20,000 goal. Okay. Well, does it have a playset then? Well, it looks like what you've got is number six, first edition, number six, arrival, number six, beach escape, number six, checkmate. Oh, he's wearing the uh, that blue and red outfit, which made it really difficult to tell whose chess pieces. Oh, uh, yes, I, I have it up now. 
you can get four number sixes and then you can get a rover well you can get a rover that you can put the number six into the rover whoa uh looks like it's mostly a bunch of number sixes oh yeah sitting probably six is it six? Oh, there's some other guy there's some other guys they make rook i'm sure everyone wants him as an action figure <laughs> you get a shirt that has a number six on it i could like, just i could just take a t-shirt and just take a marker and put six on it i'm kickstarters are so horrible to read because you're just scrolling through tons like and tons and tons of tons. ideas <laughs> yeah <laughs> tons of paragraphs and things well i don't know okay hell um, yeah internet good good job <laughs> Oh, just uh, my last thought on this particular episode, when he does start testing out his his ways to his tells for if people are pr actual prisoners or not. My note I, at first, I was like, he's starting a career in micromanagement. That was like my first thought. <laughs> <laughs> there is so many workplace metaphors in this show. It's hard to even it's hard to even kind of air and them just, all out. And I just want to talk just just for a second about the number two's control room. Just one more time, because um, mm -hmm. I think I might have mentioned the lava lamp before. I, I love the lava lamp imagery when they're not, you know, actively watching something. Uh, Star Trek should have done it that way, where the Enterprise's view screen just shows, you know, a lava lamp when they're not actively doing space stuff. Um, and then what those dudes that just keep twirling in those those cockpits or whatever, do, do they get dizzy? I don't know. I'm not even sure how that stuff works. It looks like they just um It looks like they're just spinning retrofitted a planetarium with like some construction equipment. But Why yeah, are those guys like spinning? Just, Is that one of their like MK Ultra experiments? I think it's just they all they're all looking at different screens that we can't see or something because they just Yeah, but if you're twirling at that, that speed that doesn't you can't really focus on any of it and then you'd get nauseous. I don't know okay anyway, maybe it is maybe it is maybe they're all being brainwashed by somebody by number one uh maybe number some... one is like screwing with them yeah yeah well that's what you do when you're number one number one screws with everybody right yeah he keeps switching number twos out and then spinning them spinning everybody <laughs> um do you want to throw a final thought on this particular episodic episode that wasn't a good way to put um, it. It up. made me feel like I don't understand chess. I don't know if that's my problem or the episode's problem. Wait, wait. Well, you said that you were reasonable at chess. Yeah. This felt like there were a bunch of people I do know. doing things at once and people were yelling, <laughs> specifically the human chess scene. It's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you could really make a good television out of an actual chess game that's played at a, the pace of a normal chess game. It was just like it felt like all the pieces were just kind of yelling at each other and doing a bunch of stuff. Well, there were the two guys megaphones actually yelling at everyone, right? They were just real fast because yeah. they were geniuses. Yeah, so maybe I'm just not as smart as those guys. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. But uh, I, I do know that if you just put a pawn back on the board, that is not a checkmate. But whatever. <laughs> the, yeah, that was that was a weird ending, but it was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah, I feel like there should have been a move on the board to make a checkmate, but then that that would have been too oh. oblique. So yeah, I I think the I think the point of that maybe the point of that shot was just 
we're resetting the board. We're putting everyone back at the board. It's like, yeah. it's like setting the board up for the next, whatever game, the See, next a lot, checkmate. Again, like original Star Trek, right? They like hit the reset button and next episode, everyone's gumbified, right? They don't remember anything from the mm-hmm. week before. Whereas this one, it's like, Hey everyone, look, we're hitting the reset button. <laughs> reset button hit. They, they make it real clear and obvious that they're hitting that button each week. That's it. I mean, that's part of how they can show all the episodes in a million different orders. Yes. <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong with that. I think um I don't know about yep. you, but I you know, it's am like feeling they're taunting of, you with it a little bit, you know? <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of serialization fatigue. So if they're gonna do this in an artful way, I'd probably rather watch that than than um than have like a bunch of have to remember a bunch of things because that's kind of a thing that I resent about Daniel Craig, James Bond. Is that it's I been missed five one years of them. Need, yeah. <laughs> I missed one of them, and Mission Impossible movies are doing this now too, where it's like someone talks about something that happened to their wife or something. I'm just like, what? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that, but yeah, I, I think this one works because it's episodic, but it's ran- the serialization is kind of like the ramping up of intensity, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you, 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 um. I guess it would be like if you separated Groundhog Day out into out into a series, which I think has been done at this point. Isn't that how Russian Doll is? Oh, I don't know. I, there's so many shows I haven't seen, so I don't. I don't know if Russian Doll does a specific one reboot per episode, but I, it is, I believe, a Groundhog Day scenario. Okay, I'll trust but you on that because I, I haven't seen don't it. Know. But yeah, but, you I think know, that's this, where this, this is like the kind of thing, but it's like before it's before anybody did anything that high concept, but it, it feels like it's kind of scratching at it. I think that's why there's so much like debate on the, the order of the episodes, because it basically mm-hmm. comes down to no, no, this one's more intense. So it needs to come later. Well, and people are like, he says, I'm new here. So people take that as evidence that that it's like the first or second episode. But I think he said, I'm new here kind of a lot at this point and he probably well, i mean you know if if it's only how many episodes 16 yeah i mean this is episode maybe episode it's episode four is recovering it so maybe he's only been here like a couple months at most you know you can still but say it also new. could be episode 11 yes that's that true. is one of the uh placements well that's where i bring up the intensity thing because this one is rather intense so i could see people being like no it needs to be later in the series because it's more intense i hope that before the end of the series, we get one where he's just screaming like a lot, like I'm, I'm, just constant screaming. Yeah, I, I'm pretty. It's been a little while since I've got. That's why we're doing this podcast. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we. I'm, I think we get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, since I'm following the DVDs that are in my hand, uh, next time will mm-hmm. be the Chimes of Big Ben, which is more convoluted because there's two different versions of that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh do you think anybody's listening to this podcast out of order because they they want to listen to the podcast in the order of the, the episodes that they prefer watching? Hey, if this, if they're all posted when someone's listening and that's how they want to do it, go for it. I, I think you and I are both trying to keep these relatively non-time sealed, you know. Mm, like except for not... all my trivia is like totally time <laughs> LOL. No, it's no, it's not. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's like we're not referencing too many current events, right? With the idea that 
you know. That's true. So you could listen to these. I think so. If anyone is like, oh no, I'm going to listen to my order. Sure, go ahead. If you're listening, that's great. Please do. Um, <laughs> other other podcasts yeah. we do are. I'm, I'm doing the plug now, unless you had something else to say. I was going to say, good luck making a playlist of podcasts that makes sense in your podcast app because they're all garbage. Okay, that's okay, all. So, so here's where you hit that 30 second advance if you don't want to hear me plug again because you go to Patreon. Podcastio Podcastius. We have Matt and Luke's Sci Fi Sanctuary. We talk about science fiction films. Time Enough Podcast, where we talk about the Twilight Zone. There's a game game show, which is a game about game shows where you game the game shows, but you don't game the game. It's a game about Luke, game shows. Luke, I mean, game Luke, show about games? Show about game shows? Ah. Uh, show Luke about games. Pokemon, Monster, Monster Hunters, lots of stuff. There's stuff. Support us. Pay for a Zoom if you want. That'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. You'll get episodes early. That's that's your perk. So, yeah, and you get to hear us say embarrassing things that are recorded. King Nine will not return. Wait, no, that's not chess. No, none of number two won't return. No, none of these. Guys. Number two will, not, will not be. Queen back. will return. Nobody will be back except for Nobody. screaming guy. Except for the butler and number six. That's it. Right. Yeah.